G'day humans, what's the word? Chris Bundy here with Prudius Alex for another edition of Wrestling Hostile. Alex, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic. I am in a fantastic little place at the moment because I've had a nagging little ear thing going on. And then I just got, I went to the doctor today, got it sorted out. And now I feel like amazing. I feel so good. It was ah. just like a little ear infection. But, well, that's yeah. no good. Yeah, but it's all sorted. Yeah, uh, so apparently I've had it for months and I didn't even know. <laughs> is that why you're always yelling? Yeah, probably. Uh, um, I suppose, uh, how's a good friend of the show, Ryan and his, uh, his cats going, the rubber going twos? Oh, man, they had a pretty rough week. Against Chilton? Yeah, yeah. Well, Chilton, uh, that I think they're the reigning premiers. In the twos, they might be. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think they won both <laughs> last year. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, have a quick look. But, I feel uh, like I they won both. But before the first home game, they did all right against the Hoppers. Yeah, yeah, they did. And um, this week, not so much. Uh, another, like, um, the seniors player coach, Jacob Meyer, he, he tore a ligament in his foot or something. So, yeah, so they're pretty injury struck at the moment. Um, poor Ryan. Although I saw a photo of him. is. Looking big, like in a jacked way. He's looking jacked, man. Well, Look at that beef. Yeah, he, he's ready. He's ready for that singles push. <laughs> um, yeah, Chilton, uh, reigning senior premiers. As I had a quick look here. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a bit sad to see the way some local footy's going down there. A lot of one-sided results in the uh, the district leagues, as they call them. Yes, yes, and it's a shame. It it really is a shame. Like when I played for Rutherglen a few years back, oh, it's more than a few now. Fuck, it was like ten years ago. Shit, but, um, <laughs> but like w the twos were horrible. But at least the ones were okay. And you know, I didn't think that it would get worse for Rutherglen than the era that I was playing there. But oh, unfortunately, yeah, they're just not getting the quality of numbers that they used to. Bugger. Yeah. I thought they picked up a few people from uh, from Coroy, given what happened over there. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know where they've gone, but to be honest, there wasn't a lot to pick from to begin with, poor <laughs> buggers. Yeah. Uh, Rather Glenn and Wagunya Seniors both bottom of the ladder. Uh, yeah. Rezzy's. Ah, who cares? We'll get to the wrestling in a moment. We want to talk about something good before we talk about the wrestling. Uh, yeah, Rob Glenn and Wagonia Rezzy's 10th, 11th, and Talangata Rezzy's on the bottom. Unreal. Uh, it's going to be a long, long year for those uh, senior football men. We wish Ryan and the club all the best. Yeah, oh, I'm always a cutter through and through, but 
It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll probably be going to one game this year, and that's when they play in Wodonga, and that's the last. That's the last game of the season. Wodonga Saints game. Yeah. Uh, well, they're yeah. But Rutherglen's last game of the season is at Wodonga, and that's just <laughs> well. Actually, no, I almost doxed myself. I forgot the, there's a, that we're on a podcast sometimes. But, yeah, no, it's um, within walking distance anyway. A good walk, but, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I took Cadis and Benji to watch the Wodonga Saints game last year, too. We went for a walk there. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I, I don't know what's really going to happen much with the local footy, I think it's going to come to a time where a lot of them are all going to merge again. Anyhow. Well, well <laughs> it, it's gotten to the point where it's the same teams that are in contention for the Premiership. You know what they need to do. Are you talking relegation and uh, relegation promotion? They need another title. Another <laughs> Premiership. <laughs> this this yeah. oh, and Premiership Nobody How wants about, to see Wanker still win that. <laughs> How about for the bottom half of the Tulangata League, the whoever finishes on top of the bottom half will win a Tulangata League Premiership trophy. Uh, it'll be like an AFL Premiership pr- trophy, but we'll slap, bang, in the middle, a TDFL logo. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my um, not-so-subtle segue. New World Heavyweight Championship title. Thoughts? Um, I'm going to defer to you first because I've already put my thoughts out on Twitter. Well, it it's the best new belt they've brought in in ages. Uh, maybe? <laughs> like, since the UK belt. It's it's a toss up between the US title and this one. Yeah, and I, I have to hold judgment on this because I need to see what it looks like on a person. Because I'm put, not sure I'm not sure how big it is. Because if if it's big, if it's like big like the big gold was, then I think it'll be fine. But it doesn't look that big. No, and like on here, only because I've seen somebody point out, like in the comments on OSW's post, apparently there's lines on the centre plate. (laughs) And I would not have known that until then. Yeah. No, there is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't like it myself. A lot of the fans are calling it the big gold. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It, it's a modernised big gold. Doesn't mean it's good. I get why they did it. Like, Triple H is such a fucking mark for the big gold, but also they want to sell toy titles that have their fucking logo smack bang in the middle where you can clearly see it. And that's what you didn't have with the original big gold. And, you know, when when they hand titles to fucking NFL teams for winning the Super Bowl, they want to see, like, a fucking 
like for example, they want to see like a Tom Brady holding a title that has their logo clear as day to see in the middle of it. I understand the branding in that aspect. I just think they could the the color scheme of the actual logo I don't like. Like maybe you keep the logo that silver, but the globe behind it you keep that gold. I don't know. So um to me this is a mashup of the NWA, WCW, WWE big gold. And yeah. you're not gonna like this. The Cruiserweight Championship purple belt. No, it, it does look like that, for sure. With the big WWE globe in the centre. Yeah, for sure. I definitely see that. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. It, it's, it's, not the, it's not the worst looking new belt we've had. Um, I would say the current IWGP World Heavyweight title is worse looking than that. The men's one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's worse looking. I I would argue that, well, there isn't any WWE title currently in existence that is better looking than that. Maybe the United States title. Maybe. Yeah, the United States title always annoyed me that they didn't... Um color the back of the um the top of the um belt where there's the stars i didn't color that part in blue as a background yeah because on the um the wwe version of the us title from like oh four to whenever they replaced it recently mm. always had that blue background for the stars to represent the flag um to me uh, i don't like the idea of this I don't like the idea of everyone burying Roman <laughs> on Raw for this belt. Yeah, fuck Roman. I want this belt. <laughs> well, um, here, here's my problem. This is yeah. where I'm worried about this title. You're and worried I, about this title? <laughs> yes, yes. This is where I'm really worried about it. Um, <laughs> if this belt exists just to placate Cody Rhodes. Oh. It's a fucking consolation prize. The only way now, at this point, to fucking save Cody's ass from being booked like shit, the only way to save him is to have him be the one that beats Roman. Now, if this belt... And, and I guess we'll see what happens. I do think there's a good chance both Cody and Roman get drafted to SmackDown on Saturday. So I'll that'll get the draft this week. Um, yeah, I'm, and, I'm and, and by all reports, it's going to be a pretty like hard brand split, and they're even discussing brand um, brand specific pay per views. Okay, we but, can get to the um, to the draft in a, in a month. We'll, we'll, we'll just... get there in a bit. But I thoughts on this belt. <laughs> yeah. Um. But if this belt is for like, if Cody and Roman both go to SmackDown and Cody eventually beats Roman for the belts Roman has, and I swear to God, 
I feel it deep in my loins that they're about to present Roman with a new title belt and it's going to be an even more slap in the face to tradition, like a modernised winged eagle. I guarantee it. I feel it in my bones, man. It's going to be like the winged eagle, except that giant-ass fucking WWE logo smack bang in the middle of it. Don't hate it in theory. I'd have to see what it looks like in um, execution. Yeah, but if if Cody and Roman go to SmackDown and then this is the belt, the guys that quite frankly deserve it but don't have a path to the world title at the moment, guys like Seth, uh, to an extent Finn, um, Lashley, you know... Th- like Gunther eventually. I would like to see Gunther go to Raw, continue his IC title streak. Um, yeah, all that, and then eventually go on to have a crack at this belt. That'd be good. It opens up more options in the mid card, too. I do think this is good to have this second belt. I just don't think they should have fucking unified those two belts to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, this this feels like a band aid solution. It feels like, oh, we fucked up with Cody not winning at Mania. <laughs> they, if they put the belt on Cody, is this a bad way to finish the story? Yeah, it is a hundred percent the wrong way to finish it. So okay, especially Don't when put- a big part of the story was. Like, oh, he wants to win the belt that his dad never won. Well, technically, if this is called the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, technically, it is the same name as the as a title that had the same lineage as what Dusty Rhodes has held. Yes, but also to that degree. What's it say in the... Um main plate of Roman's black belt that he currently has. You know how underneath the WWE logo, the blue one says Universal Champion? It says World Heavyweight Champion, doesn't it? Yeah, it still says World Heavyweight Champion. Which is why 100% we're getting a new belt for Roman. Would the WWE be stupid enough to unify both belts and ruin the lineage of their longest title in that company? I think what they'll do is what they did when they unified the WWE title with the World Heavyweight title and put it all under the same lineage, technically. Ah, so keep it under the WWE title lineage. Like you just merge both lineages. Um, yeah. Now is Roman the disputed Universal World Champion? Well, I guess technically, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think they're gonna like, yeah, they they're gonna keep calling whatever new belt Roman gets. Which, yeah, hold me to this. He's getting a new belt. There's no way they just did. They did this belt and then haven't done something that has a similar sort of WWE logo for Roman, so there's a bit of a uniform thing going on. 
There's no way they haven't done that. Um, there's no way that this new belt isn't going to be called like Universal something. It'll be called like the WWE Universal Championship. That, that's what it'll be. Just so they can keep saying he's been Universal Champion for 1,726 days or what the fuck ever he'll be up to. Also, the inclusion of a new championship. Does this mean yeah. they're going to really have a crack at trying to break Bruno's record? That's why I'm just pulling up now that you mentioned Roman's number of days. If I still have it in our, if I'm correct, notes. if I'm correct, it's 2028 in May. That's that's how long he would have to hold the title to to um, break Bruno's record. He would have to hold it until May in 2028. So he'll reach day 1000 at this uh, Saudi. Uh, was it now Night of Champions event? Which is where I reckon they will present him with a new title. Okay. Does he last another month to go above Pedro Morales' first reign of the WWE Championship in 1971? Yes. Okay. Then does he go another 200 days on top of that to go to Bruno's second reign in 1973? Well, how long's until Mania? Um, hang on. We can do this live. WrestleMania, Phil, no. Yeah, Philadelphia? Yeah. Uh, I think they've announced the dates. April 6th and 7th, okay. Days to April... Ah. April 346. 346. Okay. Uh, what does it say? If he holds it until next year's main year, he'll be above Pedro Morales. This is within recognized of WWE. He'll be above Bruno's second reign and he'll be close to Hulk Hogan's first reign of 1984. Right. Which would just leave Bob Backlund above him and Bruno. Yeah. There's no way he he doesn't break Hogan's. I don't think he gets to Hogan's. How is Hogan standing in the company at the moment? (laughs) Fine, I think. Okay. He was Um, at Raw 30. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brother, brother. Uh, where? Oh, was he just how many days Romans at, at the moment? 970. 970. Jeez. Yeah, he'll. He should go above Pedro Morales here in terms of the WWE recognized um, ones. Then he should get within range of Bruno. The only problem is, who do you have beat Roman at this point? He's gone through everyone. Yeah, it's it's Cody or nothing. Yeah. The only other possible thing that I can think of is Jey Uso, and they would have to work a lot to get him there. 
Storyline-wise, it would make sense. The whole fucking yep. Roman thing has... It all started with Jey Uso. It makes sense for him to be it. But even though, like, yeah, the Usos brought tag team wrestling to the main event of WrestleMania, even though that's a fact, they've still got a lot of work to do with Jay. Yeah. Um, and, th- and then what do you do with Jimmy? I haven't to Gunther for the IC title. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, so this, this title, it's the third men's world title active under WWE during a brand split. What does that give you vibes of Alex? Oh, oh man. Under a oh. WWE and split. You keep cutting out, by the way. I do? Yeah. It's like you're like backing away from the mic or something. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah, let's try again. Uh, so, yeah, this being the third men's active world championship under WWE during a brand, brand split. What's that give you vibes of? ECW. I'm going to kill my own creation. Yeah. My God. Um, to be fair, that silver ECW title, if that was gold, that'd be goaded. Hang on. Championship. Uh, you reckon? Yeah. The shape's a bit weird, but... By that? Sort of. Oh, that actually looks like like that's done in the color scheme of like the original original ECW title that Shane Douglas held. Yeah. Where it was gold with the red lettering in it. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, yeah, could have been a goaded last, belt. Last little thing on this belt. I don't want Cody to win. This feels like a bronze medal with Cody wins. So who do you have win? This feels like when AEW created a TNT title because Cody didn't, couldn't challenge for the world title anymore. But the difference is this is a WWE creating a um a TV title, IC or US title or European title. This is them creating a third world title. Yeah. Which is why we're we're gonna get rid of those belts that Roman has because now it just looks out of place. Those belts, that design looks out of place. Yeah, my most hated design of all WWE belts. Mm. You um, sent me a good little list, uh, a photo of the different uh, incarnations of the WWE title. Uh, should we quickly touch on that? Uh, hang on, I'm just trying to find it on my computer. Go ahead. Because um, I got some thoughts on it. Because man, like I, I want to know your top three WWE titles of all time. Uh, why is nothing ever easy to find? Can you send that through to me on 
Uh, hang on, I'll do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I found it because it's like nearly 60 years of the WWE title. Yep. Uh, sorry, my phone's just playing up here. Oh, yeah, did you see Dark there are, Ring got announced? I did see that. Um, hang on, what was the topics? i got to... Because this is where my wrestling historian nerdy shit will come into play to explain to you why, like, so-and-so is a topic. Hang on. Yeah, if Alex can uh, just find that while I try to re-find this same photo. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Fourth season, Dark Side of the Ring. So, uh, yeah, so these these are the ten topics. Yeah. Uh, Chris Candido and Tammy, a.k.a. Sonny. Yeah. Uh, That is going to be an interesting story. (laughs) Um, I I think it's going to be very Sonny heavy, especially uh, towards the end of the episode. (laughs) Um, Uh, Is Sonny still in jail? I think so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Definitely no Sonny on that episode then. I expect a lot. I expect a lot of um, Jim Cornette on this because Chris Candido and Tammy like met in Smoky Mountain, if I recall correctly. So this will be a Jim Cornette heavy episode. This will be a Shane Douglas heavy episode because Chris Candido... Uh, Shane Douglas and Bam Bam Bigelow were part of the triple threat in ECW, and that sort of gave Candido a career renaissance after his shitty run as Skip of the Body Donners in the WWF. Um, Got Oh, I didn't because I I've watched it recently. <laughs> um, Who's yeah, the other Body Donner? There was Zip. Uh, who was played by Dr. Tom Pritchard, uh, the brother of Bruce Pritchard, the trainer of The Rock, is his main claim to fame. He also trained um, Kane, and he runs a wrestling school with Kane. Oh, there you mm. go. Yeah, which apparently is the place to learn from, is Dr. Tom. But... um. Other topics, Magnum TA. Um, So my issue with this is, like, it's one incident, really. He had a car crash. And is that, that, like, is that dark side of the ring worthy? I mean, like, it's, it's fucked up that his career trajectory was clearly he was going to be the next world heavyweight champion. And then the car crash ruined everything. But considering some of the topics we've had in the past, I don't know if this is dark side of the ring worthy. Um, It's still fucked up. Don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying the man's struggles. It's definitely yeah. fucked up. I hope they touch on the fact that... um. Tully Blanchard was always the baby face in his feud with Magnum TA because in real life, 
Magnum TA ended up marrying fucking Tully Blanchard's wife. (laughs) (laughs) Which which is yeah, and his and he is um, Tessa Blanchard's uh, stepdad, and that's why when Tessa Blanchard was a thing, her finisher was called Magnum. Oh, yeah. Remember Tessa? Yeah, remember her? Fucking first ever female Impact champion. Uh, Adrian Adonis. um, Some people might remember him as the big fat bloke in the pink trunks that wrestled Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 3. An absolute tragic tale of uh, excesses in the wrestling world. Uh, to say the least. Um, yeah. yeah. Him and Jesse Ventura on the, ter- on the, in the territory scene, where a team called the East West coast connection. And they fucking ran roughshod over everywhere. They had so much potential. Adrian Adonis could bump his ass off for a big dude. So he's going to be a fascinating topic. And I hope that this is one of those situations where, Oh, this brings some light to, um, and gets Adrian Adonis the flowers that he needs. Um, ironic because his talk show segment in the WWF was called Adrian Adonis's Flower Shop. Oh, <laughs> that's I just remembered that. Yeah, um, yeah, and then after he passed away, Jesse Ventura had his talk show segment called The Body Shop as a tribute to the flower shop. Um, there you go. Uh, I never never put yeah. those two together. Yeah, no, they were a fucking... They were a force to, in the territories. And then, you know, Adrian Adonis got put on a fair bit of weight and, yeah, and then his excesses caught up with him. Uh, Doink the Clown's an interesting one. I'm not sure what they're going for here. Making kids cry, bro. Uh, unless this is about Matt Bourne, the original person that played Doink the Clown, and uh, from all reports, not a good person. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that could be the case there. Uh, Junkyard Dog. I um, don't know why. Another guy who succumbed to his excesses, to say the least. Ah, fair enough. Um, there was no hotter baby face in wrestling than Junkyard Dog in the mid to early 80s in Mid-South Wrestling, uh, working for Bill Watts' territory. There was honestly no one hotter in wrestling. Um. Next topic doesn't need a lot of explanation. Marty Janetti. Jesus fucking Christ. Where do you start with that and how much do you cut out? This better be a two-part episode, this one. Because normally they do like two episodes, uh, two topics that are like two-parters. Yeah. Or or one, I'm not sure, but they do at least one two-parter. This could be a two-parter for sure. Um, yeah, no real explanation there. Marty Janetti's a fucking train wreck. Um, Bam yeah. Bam Bigelow, another interesting topic here. Another absolute incredible wrestler, amazing wrestler. I'm a huge fan of Bam Bam. 
Um, Does anyone have Bam Bam in Fugs? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, I do, actually. Um, I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, no, I do. I've, I've used him. <laughs> I've used him. It's, it's just been a minute, that's all. Um, yeah, he's one of my faves. Um, he was the uh, fucking bodyguard for Mullen Maurice. <laughs> well, oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and yeah, another guy succumbed to his excesses. Abdullah the Butcher, though. The next category here. This will be interesting. I'm pretty sure it's going to play on the. Uh... The fact that he had bloodborne diseases and continued to do blood. Yeah, that'll be the thing for sure. It'll be interesting. Um, there's this wrestler, uh, Devin Nicholson, uh, otherwise known as Hannibal. He contracted hepatitis of uh, Abdullah the Butcher, and it subsequently cost him a developmental contract with the WWE. Isn't Hannibal the one who stabbed the referee last year or the year before? Yes. Yes, that's him. Uh, He's gone off the rails ever since the (laughs) Abdullah the Butcher thing happened. And ironically enough, he's kind of become a bit of an Abdullah the Butcher in his own right. But that's neither here nor there. It'll be interesting to see if they have uh, Hannibal for this. It did look like in the trailer that they've got Abdullah for this, so that'll be really interesting because the last time they brought him in, they were like, you knew about Bruiser Brody, didn't you? No. <laughs> if you remember that. And he's like, nope, nope, I knew nothing. The last um, time I remember him bringing someone in who was the topic of discussion was New Jack. Oh, that episode <laughs> is so good. Oh fuck! I, I miss New Jack so much. Is we we need and we need like characters like that that do shoot interviews like he used to. Man, oh, he was so fun. Uh yeah, he unfortunate demise again. Um, Bash at the Beach two thousand. That's why. That's why this company's in the damn state it's in because of bullshit like this, brother. Is that when he fires Hogan after he goes backstage? Yeah. Oh, fucking Russo. Yeah, this is the whole um, Hogan versus Jeff Jarrett, and then Jeff Jarrett just lays down and lets Hogan pin him. Hogan wins the title, and then by the end of the show, Vince Russo comes out and says he just fired Hulk Hogan, and... We're going to crown a new world champion. It's going to be Jeff Jarrett versus Booker T. And that's where Booker T wins his first of, I believe, if I'm correct, five WCW titles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, and it's been long speculated. It's been just such an argument over the years. Like Vince Russo swears it was a work and Hulk Hogan's like it was a shoot and Vince Russo's like, no, we he knew what was going on, and Jeff Jarrett's like, oh, I didn't have any idea what was happening. I just did what I was told. Um, I doubt they brought in Hogan for this, but they'll definitely have Vince Russo, and they'll definitely have Jeff Jarrett, I reckon. So yeah. this will be interesting. Um, have Jim Cornette on there telling us what an idiot Russo is. 
Oh, this is this is just another excuse for them to do that fucking amazing thing. What was it from this screw job episode where <laughs> where they just keep cutting back and forth between Russo and Cornette, just slagging each other off? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and and where Cornette like says that infamous line of the only reason why I'm losing weight and trying to get healthy is so I live long enough to be able to piss on Vince Russo's grave. Hatred is one hell of a motivator. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, uh, yeah, I love that shit. Um, no fun way to divulge into this next topic. Um, the Graham family. So this isn't anything to do with... Um, Superstar? Superstar Billy Graham. No, this is a different Graham family. This was Eddie Graham, who was the promoter of the Florida Territories back in the day, basically discovered and gave Dusty Rhodes his first singles babyface push. Yeah. Um, oh, Mike Graham who worked for years backstage in WCW, and there was another Graham as well. I think it was, like, Eddie's dad. Um, anywho, there was, like, three generations of the Graham family that all passed away yeah. the exact same way of shooting themselves. Ooh. Yeah, so this is... Uh, this so will be like, be, like, the... Um, Von Erich thing. Von Erich, yeah, world yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And if I'm correct, like they were like around the same age, like all three of them. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, something like that. There was another weird coincidence in there. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it's it's horrific. Um Mike Graham said some horrible shit about certain people and he was the one that's uh, basically didn't want Eddie Guerrero and he who shall not be named and all that in WCW and tried to force him out. Oh. <laughs> well, so uh, obviously, obviously had an eye for talent. <laughs> but, you know, he's passed away. Yeah. So yeah. I shouldn't be too mean. But, yeah, it, Incredible topics, um, some head scratching topics like Junkyard Dog and Magnum TA, but yeah, I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, hang on, I'm just trying to see if I can find a better image of this. No, I can't, it seems. Yeah. No, that's all right, I've got it up on my screen. Uh, WWE Championship Designs. Uh, so there's the Winuge going back to 1963. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this first belt, WWWF World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, it is what you think of for a 60s belt. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I think that's the one Cody owns. Cody owns a belt? Yeah, he owns one of them. Oh, okay. He owns the one that his dad almost won. Do you know what year it is? Uh, no, but it was when Billy Graham was champion. Okay. Um, 63 to 71, WWWF World Heavyweight Championship, uh, Bruno's Blue Belt. 
with yeah. the uh, big black rectangular center plate. So it was 77 to 78 that he held the title. So it was the, um, the fourth title. Was, okay. Out of the old school ones, it's the prettiest looking one. <laughs> yep. The WWWF Heavyweight Championship, 71 to 72, with uh, Pedro Morales, the only holder, a dark blue uh, strap with a sort of shield center plate. Just saying, the first three incarnations of the titles. Yeah. Bright leather strap, bright red leather strap, bright blue leather strap. What what did we ever complain about? It's always been there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Uh, 19, I think this says 1973 to 19... Uh, I can't make out the details on this. 81? It's, uh, 73 to 79, it was the WWWF Championship, and then it became... From 79 to 83, the WWF Heavyweight. Uh, 81, the WWF Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Yes, uh, Pedro Morales, the uh, the one with the big uh, 3D eagle on the front, uh, sort of similar to what the NWA US Championship of today. Yeah. Uh, uh, specifically. The US, uh, tag. The tag ones, yeah. Yeah. I specifically. Uh, have an image of in my head of Bob Backlund holding this title as well. Mm. And he held this as it transitioned into the next title, which is affectionately known as Big Green. Um, and it is... Uh, anyone who's seen the 24-7 championship, pretty much this. <laughs> WWF Heavyweight Championship, 82-84, to 84, uh, Bob Backlund, your first holder. Yeah, and it's the one that Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik for to start Hulkamania. Uh, the the center plate's actually really nice when you actually see like a photo of the Iron Sheik wearing it. Yeah, I fucking hate the side plates on it. Um, New Japan style where it's got every champion on the side, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but the, it just looks weird how it's like two plates. Instead of like what each other, yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go, Shiki baby. Yeah, it does actually look nice. The center plate looks amazing. There's that photo of him, um, uh, with Freddie Blassie, and they're backstage. Yeah, that's just where the belt, the center plate, just really pops. Okay. No, I don't want to read that today. Thank you. <laughs> no, we don't want to read about the Iron Sheik's sad life. Yeah. Uh, Poor Sheiky baby. Yeah. But uh, where was I? Uh, so we go from there to 84, the silver with red lettering, the 85 silver with black lettering, into the 86 to 88 version of the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. All of these were only held by Hoku. Hulk Hogan. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I don't mind the 85. Um, yeah. But it is just flat out a ripoff of the NWA television title, except it's, then the, the NWA television title would be red. 
It's a similar to anyone who's seen uh, Wrestle Rampage's Australian national title, the former NWA Australian title. Yep. Um, I did just send you some photos on Facebook when we're done with this because there are some specific uh, WWF titles that aren't mentioned on here for obvious reasons, but they did exist in a physical form. Uh, So we go from there up to... 88 to 98, uh, what many refer to as the Winged Eagle WWF World Heavyweight Championship. I'll grab mine right now. I got one. It's my favorite belt in all of mankind. Yep. Really? It's my favorite. I thought it'd be Big Gold. Uh, Big Gold is pretty fucking good, but the Winged Eagle just, it's just. Got that extra detail to it. Yeah. One day. Uh, 98 to 2002, I forgot this title was around for so little. WWF Championship, the Attitude Era belt uh, first holder is Stone Cold. Yes. Um, the Big Eagle, or as Chris would call it, the Big Cookie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're never going to let that go, are you? No, no, I just never heard that before. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, it's a belt I grew up watching. Yeah. Always going to have a soft spot there. Yeah. Uh, 02 to 05, WWE Championship, the undisputed version that would later become disputed. Uh, first holder is Triple H. Well, b- by the way, they've t- there's another one they've missed here. Which Smoking it- Skull? Yeah, it was defended as a WWF championship, and it, and Stone Cold wasn't just the person that held it. Undertaker held it, too. Yeah. So um, he won it at the over-the-edge pay-per-view, so that's why no one remembers it. Um, yeah, so, like, um, we'll get into the next belts in a bit, but there's, like, different custom versions of the next belt that we'll talk about, and that's been referenced here, but they haven't referenced the Smoke and Skull belt, which was defended. Yeah, that's a bit odd. Yeah. Uh, So from 2005 to 2013, we see John Cena introduce the Spinner belt, and this is where WWE introduces their big-ass logo onto the front of all their belts going forward. Uh, of course, there's the standard spinner option. The side plates would change to a um, a SmackDown fist or a Monday Night Raw, depending what brand the champion was on. Uh, yep. There's the... I only know of the one custom one. There's, of course, Edge's custom rated R spinner and Miz where he just locked in the W upside down. Yeah. Was there any other custom to the spinner? No, there wasn't, unfortunately. Um. There was a time, yeah. Like, um, there was a time where the spinner belt was on a brand that John Cena wasn't on. So it was on like SmackDown when like Triple H would hold it and then lose it to Jeff Hardy and Edge. It was like oh nine, oh eight, oh nine sort of era. Yeah, where the spinner belt actually didn't spin anymore. Yeah. And then and then when it went back to the same brand John Cena was on, it started spinning again. Okay. Well, yeah. sure, why not? 
Yeah, uh, it was just a weird fact I remembered. <laughs> 2013 to 2014, uh, the big scratch logo, WWE Championship. Uh, so this one was the one that um, got first introduced by The Rock after he defeated CM Punk. Yeah, when CM Punk should have introduced a new title during his reign instead. Uh, Speaking about long-ass reigns, so this is 2013. Who on the roster at that time would have benefited coming up to beat CM Punk in that long reign? That's the problem. No one was built up to do it? No one was built up to do it. And this is going to sound weird in hindsight. The closest thing you have you had to it at that point in time was Ryback. Oh, God, like, no. But he was over as fuck, man. You can't deny it. He was over as fuck. Oh, boy. Um, Then we have the current uh, blackstrap version that Roman's carrying around, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, uh, which has mostly been referred to as just WWE Championship after 2016. Yeah. Uh, First person to unveil this title was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, So, I have sent you some other belts. So, the other ones I know going around, uh, there's Andre's belt, which, like, popped up on, like, a... Was it a Tuesday night Titans or a Sunday... Yeah. Saturday night's main event? Yeah, and it it was Tuesday... Oh, no, it was primetime. WWF primetime way back in the day, because that was the one that was hosted by Gorilla and Bobby. Oh, Uh, so good. Yeah, yeah, that was the good shit. So, some of it's on binge, some of it. Um, it's really good. The pain uh, the ass thing with, just quickly, WWE going to international cable networks to run their network, everything has to be re-uploaded. Yep. Fucking pain the ass. Um, yep, they still haven't so uploaded w- WCW pay-per-views. ECW? No, nah, I don't think so. Fuck me. Uh, um, um, so, so Andre's belt that's not yes. there. There's a smoking skull which isn't there, and there's Daniel Bryan's World Heavyweight Championship. Oh fuck, that's actually a good point. Yeah, oh, no, that, that counts. The, was the Fiend belt WWE or was it Universal? That was Universal technically. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck. Forgot about the Heavyweight title. Um, I might save this and do a tier list on stream. Yes, do it. Um, So I've also sent you some photos through. Yeah. Um, I accidentally... Did I accidentally like that? Yeah, I accidentally liked my own message then. Let's undo that. Um, In Messenger... What is this? Rip them. Yes. So I'm glad you asked. So the first two photos are of Andre's title that he technically never won, so it never was a title. Um, rip him. That is uh, Hulk Hogan in No Holds Barred. Did we movie. watch that? I uh, don't think we have. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, trust me, we will. Um, um, so and his, like, his character, um, Rip was the wrestling champion and he had a 
version of the Winged Eagle title yeah. that didn't have the WWF logo on it yeah. and it had a white strap. Is this like um, Tanahashi having that custom bloody whatever it is, not New Japan line pro wrestling belt in My Dad is a Heel Wrestler? I mean, this is a fictional title belt from a movie. Well, that's the same thing. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. But it is technically a version of a WWF world title that was, and it was held by a WWF world heavyweight title holder. So and what's the second one? So this... The second white one, where he's also in blue trunks. So this is promotional footage, uh, like photos from the movie. And in the early stages, if you actually t- pay close attention to the plates on it, they're actually the plates from the Andre the Giant title. Oh, wow. Good eye. Yes. And, um, yeah, so the, these these photos were used in promotional photos for No Holds Barred, but then in the actual movie he had the Winged Eagle which was technically the debut of the Winged Eagle design. Um, really? Yes. Wow. Uh, um, I've got to say, I do like it on white. Yeah, it looks good on white, I mean, doesn't it? Does that technically count with um, Warrior's different versions? Well, War- Warrior had different straps. He had like a aqua blue one and like a purple one sergeant slaughter technically won a purple strapped winged eagle for his title reign at the royal rumble in 91 he won it and it had a purple strap on it um so the other two belts here yeah uh around the time that stone cold had his Smoke and Skull, they commissioned and had designed a title belt for The Rock. It was called the Brahma Bull title. And yeah, it was designed, it was made, it was ready to go, and it just never made its way onto TV. Don't know why. It's not bad looking. It's all right. They even produced kids' toy belts of that at the time. Okay, that's like, odd then. Yeah, no, I had one. I bought it at fucking Global Warming Warning to of, of all fucking things. Odd. Uh, yeah. And then what's this, this last one? So this was created around. Uh, just before they created the Winged Eagle, they created a Hulk Hogan. Uh, I think this was 86, actually. So this is before the Winged Eagle, around WrestleMania 2 time, they created this um, World Heavyweight title, and it just has a photo of Hulk Hogan in the middle of it. Jeez, that Hulk. He's such a such a good lad. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it wasn't that one. It wasn't the SmackDown one. There was a fucking foam Brahma Bull one. This one? No. 99 Jack Pacific? No. That's... Replica. No, that's a replica. We're just having a a quick look here to see if we can find. Yeah, because it existed, 
I owned it. I had it. It fell apart so easily because it was barely glued together. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, not That's a Photoshop, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> really? I couldn't tell. <laughs> um, um, nah, I can't Yeah, it. so um, other... Yeah, and I think that's about it in terms of the unspoken WWE titles. I mean, I could go on all day about when they designed the title that The Rock would end up debuting in 2013. Like, all yeah. the le- the leaked designs that they had for different styles. Oh, there were some all right styles in that. There was also I remember some when fucking- it got leaked. There was some fucking horrible ones too. The one was where it was, one it was just chains. Yeah, that one. Oh. Championship design leaks. Uh, uh, twenty what? Twenty fourteen. Uh, um. Hang on. <coughs> Just search up WWE unused title designs and then go into images. It'll, hopefully you'll get the same results I got. What are you talking about? This one looks great. Oh, man, that looks so weird. Now nah, it's the big square one I fucking hate. What, the one that looks like how it's a Hall of Fame clothing? <laughs> yeah, and then the red and gold one. What about this one that was going to be held together by chains? Fucking unreal. <laughs> um, so, actually... tried to it... do it in WWE 2K. <laughs> Props to them. So, right in the middle of your screen there, you see a... Um, Intercontinental title design? Yeah. Do you know the story on that? Isn't this one by, like, some belt company they were told make a Intercontinental title design for us as a test? Yeah, and that was around the time that Cody debuted and brought back the old Intercontinental title design. Oh. So this would have been, like, 2012, 2013? Yeah. Yeah, about then. Yeah, around then. Um, if you see, like, the row below the, that IC title and then to the left, the King of the Ring title that Mel- Mabel held briefly. I thought you were going to say Meltzer there for a moment. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah, wasn't the, the yeah, story yeah. he The King of the Ring title, what do you reckon of that thing? I mean... It has its place, but wasn't the story he commissioned it without the WWF's approval? And then he just went on the indie. That's the story. And just used it. Yep. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. I don't mind some of these. There's a good world championship design right there. Ugh. The Imagination <coughs> Championship. That was his babyface custom title. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This one. <laughs> yeah, that's I forgot his he got one. two. Yeah, he had two, man. So after 
like when he made his comeback after the Victory Road incident, he had that he won that other one. <laughs> and, but yeah, oh my god. Yeah, like, we're talking about Jeff Hardy's custom TNA titles, by the way, humans. Yeah, um, no, they're rough. His brother had a much better custom Ring of Honor title. Yeah, that was great. And then it became the what had become the Power of Love Championship. Oh, My, yes, yeah, good, good. And it just like had uh, Mike and Maria kissing on the in the middle of this center plate. <laughs> so good. Uh, I've got Ring of Honor Network. I keep forgetting about that. But I can go back yeah. and just watch a heap of old Ring of Honor now. Did Did we want to talk about actual wrestling or? Nah, there's not much to talk about. To Did you honest. watch any of Stardom? I watched uh, the the match that everyone watched, but that's about it. Tam Nakano and Julia. I probably should have checked that out. I've heard good <laughs> things. So have I. Uh, yeah, so the, the freeway match for uh, for Mercedes Monet became a, a singles match. Or was the freeway last month? No, the freeway was last defense. That's right. This yeah. one's against uh, Mayu. Yeah. I thought this was a really good match. And yeah, she comes out and new entrance for Mercedes. Yeah, new theme song. Did you notice who she was honoring this time? Uh, Black Tiger himself. Yes. Um, I'm shocked Chavo Guerrero didn't tweet about how much he, he hates that as well. I mean, Chavo does have a point. They need to stop milking Eddie's name. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, Vicky's given her blessings as well, and but and also at the yeah. same time, it's Ray's best friend. Yeah, let yeah. let him let him fucking pay homage to him. Jesus Christ, it's a very tense situation for all. Yeah, and shut up, Chavo. You wrestled in Aubrey like four years ago. Shut up. It was like it was like actually like six years ago. I like Charlie. Who do you wrestle? Or is it somebody who's since been uh, redacted? No, I don't think he's been redacted. It was a wrestler called Psychotic, and he was clearly like the Booker or some shit. Aussie wrestler. Yeah. Okay. It, no, it doesn't sound familiar. Oh, and he had the worst face paint, too. His gimmick was there. It was just like a little middle-aged man, undersized, cut slightly pudgy, and he just did the ultimate warrior shtick. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see now. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Anywho, um... That Sasha Mayu match was fantastic. Big fan. Um, right result. Yeah, new new champion uh, in the IWGP Women's Division for Mayu Iwatami. They finished a story. Yes. Yes. Funny that. Um, do you <coughs> think Sasha stays with New Japan? 
Or yes. does she go to AEW or? I, I think she stays in Japan for a bit. I think she's going to go for the stardom titles now. I wouldn't hate it. Mm. I think there's still matches that we need to see. Julia being one of them. Ooh, that would be interesting now that Julia's lost to Tam. Yeah. So you've got both of those women free. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate that, it. Yeah. Um, speaking of women free agents, um, rumour has it that the uh, free agent will be debuting for Impact on the next episode. <laughs> Or over the weekend or some shit. I don't know when. But um, Trinity Fatu, uh, Naomi. Did you see Melter's report about uh, her and Stardom? And she's like, Stardom said, no, we couldn't come to a money deal. And her saying publicly, no, I haven't talked to Stardom. And then Stardom went back to Melter and said, yeah, we're in discussions. I don't know why she's saying this. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but um, did you see NXT from, I'm just trying to get my dates correct, uh, yesterday? Uh, little bits and pieces. Um, apparently, Go on. apparently Tony D'Angelo and his mob buddies um, murdered Pretty Deadly and threw him in a river and made him sleep with the fishes. So call up incoming. <laughs> um, you know who's not getting a call up anytime soon? I'd be surprised how much TV time they get. <laughs> Grizzled young veterans publicly putting out on their Twitter, we were denied our release. We'll be free agents October 7th or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't unreal. wait for our next chapter to begin. <laughs> yeah, fucking unreal. Um, Both of them too, putting it out like, Within minutes of each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while we're talking about NXT, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, Chris, but hey, humans, what about who the fuck even knew Old Mate was released from NXT slash WWE and he was available to show up on Dynamite? What the fuck? Ooh, I'll be watching <laughs> Dynamite tonight. I had um, no idea this prick was released. Anyway. <laughs> Grayson, come on in. Speaking of which, why the fuck is Grayson always losing? What is the end goal here? Why did he come back straight away to win a number one contender's (laughs) four-way to lose again? Because they need someone to make the champ look good. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh, there was, and it was all an afterthought anyway because afterwards Bron Breaker fucking speared old mate through a wall that happened to be placed near ringside for some reason. Um, Mm. Please tell me you saw this main event. I saw the the spot everyone's talking about. With Roxy. And Indy and... The other person, Tiffany Stratton, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll just pull it up here for you. Da, 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 da. Okay, there we go. Give me one second here. Like, yes, this spot. I saw it. What the fuck is that? So what's the logic here? She's got <laughs> both of them in, like a, in a wrist lock, and she climbs all three ropes terribly. 
Lance? I, I, I think what's happened here is um, Tiffany doesn't take the right bump. Okay, so <laughs> Roxy lands back on her feet. Indy. So Indy does what. Yeah, what Indy does is what's meant to happen. But Tiffany sort of. Uh, but what goes wrong here is Indy doesn't let go. <laughs> and and then Tiffany like starts bumping towards Indy when she should have been going out. <laughs> it's so bad. And th- this coming hot off the heels of like the WWE stands like tearing Commander to shreds for that spot that he did with Jay White on Dynamite where. He was bouncing all over the ropes. Yeah, fuck. Also, Joe Janela should be able to get a payday from this. Spring breaking? Get the fuck out. Mm. Terrible, terrible event name. Um, Yeah, Roxy certainly has fallen since that match against Mako. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah. I'm good. (laughs) No, NXT's not fun. Um, besides that, I honestly don't have that much to talk about about current wrestling. So let's dive into where is Fruity up to? Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> so I did skip a couple of months because there was a little period there where I um <laughs> watched like last year. So I was like, oh, this is all still relatively fresh. Okay, so what you skip from roughly? Uh, I believe it was uh, the month between uh, the time period between like the Raw after SummerSlam '97 yeah. to uh, the month of Bad Blood. When is so, Bad Blood? September. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the last pay-per-view before uh, Survivor's. Yeah. So, since we've last spoken, I've seen SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, okay, whatevs. It was, it was actually pretty good. Like, the main event, Taker and Brett, really good. Um, so, this is where, like, afterwards, Shawn Michaels just randomly is a heel now. Because he accidentally hit Undertaker with the chair and instead of saying, yeah, I clearly hit you by accident, he just goes, screw you, dead man. Suck it. <laughs> okay, so now he's a heel. Um, his debut, his insurance policy, who yeah. is n- none other than Ravishing Rick, never calls him R- Ravishing Rick Rude. He always calls him Ravishing Rick. Is this like... <laughs> The start of DX. Yes. So where I'm actually up to now, I'm up to the the Monday Night Raw after the screw job, right? Oh, um, so let's not talk about the screw job shit. Like, fuck it's it. been done to death. Yeah. Let's talk about raising. If you don't one... know what the screw job is? Go watch Dark Side of the Ring and come back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about reason 1,752 why Owen Hart is better than Brett. <laughs> Please. Um, no one seems to remember 
there wasn't just one heart that came into Montreal as a champion. And there wasn't just one heart that lost a title that night. <laughs> Owen Hart lost the IC title to Stone Cold in Montreal. Is this where he breaks Stone Cold's neck? No, that was at SummerSlam. And then Stone Cold, obviously, out injured for a bit. But by the way, he had no time off of TV. I forgot this Survivor Series was gang rules. Oh, trust me. Oh, actually, let's talk about Team Canada. Oh, Canada. All right. So there's a tag team they were trying to build up called uh, yeah. of Doug Furness and Phil LaFond. All right. I just want you to have a look at nationalities. Phil LaFond is Canadian, I believe. Yep. Doug Furness is not. Okay, he's American. Yep. Jim Neidhart, also on Team Canada. Uh, American. American. Uh, the British Bulldog, believe well, it or he's, not. He's got to be Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> he's from British Columbia. <laughs> team Canada <laughs> had four people on that team and only one of them was Canadian. A, a new gimmick for Davy Boy Smith Jr., the, the Canadian. British Colombian Bulldog. The British Colombian, yeah, that's fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, so, all right, let me pull up some of these quotes that I have here. Uh, oh, Jack- God, you're taking notes for this. <laughs> oh, no, because, um, like, I'll just message, like, my wrestling group chat and just send, like, a random quote. Um, so, or, like, little notes. Um, the Montreal yeah. crowd chanting break his neck to Owen, hoping he re- repeats the SummerSlam <laughs> incident with Stone Cold. <laughs> wow. Um, Do not remember that as a kid. No, no, they're just chanting break his neck, break his neck. The same way that, that during the main event of Brent and Sean, believe it or not, that match happened in the main event. I don't. I don't know if you ever knew knew this, but they had a match at Survivor Series. Anyway, um, uh, the the crowd sh- constantly sh- chanting the um, f word uh, homosexual slur at Sean. Yeah, the entire main part. event. Yeah, yeah, and that's like all of '97. Like that's what Sean gets all the fucking time. Every time he comes out. Um. They had a French ring announcer for this entire Montreal show, which was a nice touch. Um, what have I right here? Wow. Uh, main main yeah, event like, time. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Sean versus Brett. I expect an uneventful match that won't be referenced <laughs> to death for years to come. Um, uh. <laughs> uh, during the Nation match, JR said this one quote, which just in hindsight is hilarious. Many people look at the nation of domination and see a future world champion in that young Rocky Mavia. But you would be foolish not to not see the same potential in D Lo Brown. I mean, one of them's a multiple time world champion, the other one is one of only three Eurocontinental champions. I think I know oh, who I... the real winner is. Actually, another thing I've touched on. 
Um, I believe uh, on the last episode, I said, oh, Ahmed Johnson and Farouk feuded for like 11 months for only for Ahmed Johnson to say like, oh, he's got some good points and then he joins the Nation of Domination. Okay. And anywho, so here's the latest on that. So this was before SummerSlam. He was scheduled for a title match with The Undertaker. But in his first, like, in-ring brawl as a member of the Nation of Domination, he does his knee, gets injured, goes away for a few months, comes back as a member of the Nation uh, just before Survivor Series, and immediately the Nation turn on him. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so after 11 months of feuding with Farouk, he goes, nah, Farouk's got some good points. And then Farouk goes, nah, nah, don't. Go away. <laughs> and uh, then they debuted a new member called Rocky Maivia. Um, I don't think that's going to work out well. No. Uh, another thing, the episode I'm on right now is the debut, the first time DX, DX's theme song plays on Raw, right? Wow. And one person enters to it. <laughs> is it X Pac? Rick no. Rude is Rick Rude is the first person that enters to DX's theme song on WWE television. How much longer would he be with the WWF? He's uh so th- he's on the roar after the screw job, and then his they back to back taped another episode. So he's on that. Yeah. And when he's on that taped episode <laughs> is when he debuts on Nitro. So you've got one more week of Rick Rude in WWF. And it's he's actually playing this really cool gimmick of he's like, oh, whoever's got the money and can pay the premium, I will make sure they'll get to the world championship just like Shawn Michaels has and blah, blah, blah. And he's just basically like an old like mobster racketeer, like... Like, oh, you better pay me so you don't get any unexpected attacks. And then he starts attacking you, and then he, then you give him money, so he stops attacking you. Is that episode of Nitro or the week's ECW on the network on binge yet? I would, the Nitro would be. I'm not sure about ECW. Because uh, I was going to say, are you going to take a quick pause to go and watch that segment from Nitro and ECW? The thing with Nitros, yeah, uh, I've seen them enough times to know, to to remember it, and like Eric Bischoff, like introducing Rick Rude, and he stands forever on the ramp, and he just like looks at the camera and goes, "Expect to see me somewhere else." <laughs> I loved that. I still. I remember that. I just don't remember what Rick Rude did in WCW for whatever reason. That's just he, gone he, from my mind. He was pretty much like, he was in the NWO and he was pretty much Kurt Hennig's manager. So he didn't really wrestle. He didn't wrestle ever. Yeah, because he still was quote unquote injured from a match he had. Oh, is this with the Lloyd's of London case? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Ah, okay. Well, that's... <laughs> Why did that just suddenly pop into mind? I don't know. I'm shocked you knew about it, to be honest. Yeah, good work. Um, but besides that, 
we're now building to uh, the next WWF pay-per-view, uh, WWF In Your House Degeneration X. That's just the name of the pay-per-view. I forgot they got their own pay-per-view. Yes, and then the next year in December, that's when The Rock gets his own. Rock bottom. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the main event for In Your House, Degeneration X, do you have any idea off the top of your head without scrolling down right now? Um, Shawn Michaels and, I don't know, Kane? <laughs> it's uh, Ken Shamrock. And this is where I have a quote from the episode that I just watched. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, with your beautiful hair and your sexy chest, I'm going to punch a hole in it. <laughs> so he went to the uh, the SIP <laughs> Primo Academy. Yeah. But it was just even weirder because it's just like, you've got beautiful hair and a sexy chest. <laughs> And then Sean being like 97 Sean is like, uh, he starts backing his butt up against the turnbuckle. He's like, everyone put your backs against the wall. Shamrock's here. And he thinks I've got a sexy chest. Is this the end of um, Raw for All as well? No, it hasn't started yet. Oh. (laughs) But we are currently, which I didn't know happened. Yeah. Yeah. like, in your mind, Butterbean had that one fight, right? Yeah. Because it, ha, have a look at this card for de, In Your House Degeneration X. Yeah. Have a look at Mark Marrow's match. Against Butterbean. That's why I asked if it was, um, if it was uh, Brawl for All. Yeah, like, I did not remember him having another match, but they've just started building up this match. Um, I, I don't care about spoiling results because shit happened like years ago. So I don't mind spoiling shit for myself either. I'm just, Get out I'm, just I'm there for the stories, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, this is such a fucking weird, fun time. Um. Yeah, like Jeff Jarrett has just returned to the company, and this is where he cut the promo saying like, um. You got Stone Cold running around saying Austin 316 and that's blasphemy and you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> Who's like, saying this? Jeff Jarrett. He's the just guy rich. who would later talk about uh, slap nuts all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. It's unreal. Uh, a guy that a year later is hitting old ladies in the head with a guitar. <laughs> also true. Just saying. Uh, yeah, this is like a weird time where the Godwins aren't the happy pig farmers and they, their gimmick is that they're literally just incest hillbillies. Of course they are. Yeah, yeah. So now they're rocking like the overalls with no shirt underneath and they're like, come here, boy, you got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> and... And the New Age Outlaws have just formed. Oh, we're, we're planting the seeds. Shit's starting to happen. Um, yeah, Kane made his in-ring debut at uh, Survivor Series against Mankind. And the entire match, he had the Kane lighting slash the Fiend lighting. <laughs> Sin Cara um, lighting. The Sin Cara lighting. Edition. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, the Raw edition. Um, what else happened? Kane's first appearance on Raw. Yeah. It was the night after Bad Blood. He chokeslammed two people. Do you know who they were? Uh, I'm guessing, let's see. One's probably Mick Foley. Uh, the other one, I've got no idea. I'm, this is before Vince is really an on-air character, so I'm not going to say Vince. By the way, no. common misperception. You know the WWE narrative of, oh, the screwjob turned Vince McMahon into a heel character? You know that narrative? Yeah, but it was already planted before that. Him and Stone Cold were already feuding. <laughs> really? Yeah, because Stone Cold, like, he had to try to force Stone Cold to give up the IC title, and then Stone Cold says, oh, I'm ready to come back, and if you don't, like, let me clear me to face Owen Hart at Survivor Series, I'm going to be- stun your ass every week, boy. <laughs> and... Yeah, it just became a whole big thing. Him and Vince already feuding by Survivor Series 97. And also, oh, by the way, Kane's first appearance on Raw, he chokeslammed two people. It was in 1997, a couple of jobbers, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Just thought that was a fun little fun fact. Um, Look where they are now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're back. Um, They're back in AEW form. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there was a little segment on Survivor Series 97, which I didn't remember, and they cut to the back, and Michael Cole's in the back, and he's interviewing Vince McMahon, and he says to Vince, who do you think's going to win tonight? And he goes, oh, quite frankly, I have no idea who's going to win tonight. And then that was it, and I was like, Holy fuck, is that a wink and a nod to what's going to happen later? Wow. Yeah, right? Why doesn't anyone talk about that? Because it was so out of character. Like, it was the first time in, like, ages, too, that Vince wasn't wearing, like, a WWF, like, bomber jacket. He was, like, in full, like, Mr. McMahon suit. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's just... It's just weird the little tricks your mind plays on you with your memory. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, it, I'm just loving going back and seeing the shit you forgot about. Also, Butterbean, Celebrity Hall of Fame next year? Nah, there's people that need to go in before him. Yeah, obviously Cindy, Cindy Lauper, but I mean, I would be opposed to see Butterbean get inducted. Not before Lemmy. Yeah, Lemmy can wait. Oh, I suppose. Um, Besides that, nah, uh, it's almost dinner time, to be honest. <laughs> Din-dins, yes. I better go and feed Hamish. Uh, what's going on with you, my friend? Uh, uh, smack it down, still on hiatus, so... Oh. Um, come follow me on Twitter. I occasionally try to tweet now. <laughs> <laughs> like the the I'll just be scroll I scroll Twitter a lot more these days so um like I am prone to occasionally just be like oh I have to reply to this so um, the funny thing about wrestling Twitter is because it was um Anzac Day when Raw was live and I'm 
got the um the ABC's coverage on the on the tally of the uh, different services, and not Raw on. I'm just looking at Twitter blah. I'm like, what the fuck's everyone complaining about now? New belt? What? So then I've gone on WWE's YouTube and looked at it and gone, oh okay, this is what everyone's complaining about. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it's good. At Fruity is Alex, by the way. Instagram, Twitter. It's and good. Where? In small doses. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, at WrestleOzDar with an AUS. Instagram, Twitter. Chris is at. at I am Chris Funder for wrestling-related Twitter. You can come watch me game sometimes on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Chris Funder. Uh, we'll be starting new games this Saturday? Yes. Saturday, yes. 4 o'clock, playing new games with friends. Um, you can go back, listen to the Wrestling All-Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, or using the RSS feed found the shows below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but Dan will speak to you next time. You and your beautiful hair and your sexy chest. I'm going to punch a hole in it. <laughs> you got to talk real quiet. And you yell. That's how Sid would want it done. Uh, I, I, I still want Sid to come in and just manage someone in AEW just for this year. What the fuck factor. Yeah, that'd be so good. It would have to be Wardlow, but Wardlow's got Arm Anderson now. Actually, no, it'd have to be Big Bill. <gasps> yes, yes. Whatever's going on with the firm, I don't care. Have him yep. piss off for four weeks and then come back with Sid. Yep. Oh, my God. As long, as, long as Sid too. doesn't tell him to go to the top rope, I think we're fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, John Laurinaitis told Sid to do that. Wait, are we talking bugs or... Uh, WCW. No, legit. It was John Laurinaitis' idea, and Sid went with it. Ah, people power. What the people want? People Uh. power.